everybody, and welcome to Taiwan Talk, a show where we explore news and topics from here in Taiwan. I'm today's host, Trevor Tortomasi, and for this episode, I'm speaking with Stuart Glenn, an accomplished actor and coach in Taiwan's performance community, but I'll let him introduce himself. Hi, I'm Stuart Glenn. I'm a 20-year veteran of living in Taipei, and I am an actor, director, producer, entrepreneur, and goaltender. Stuart has been my first interview back in the ICRT studios in person ever since Taiwan's lockdown in mid-May. But while Stuart was stuck at home, he's been setting a plan in motion to prepare Taiwan for the upcoming World Monologue Games. So far, I mean, can you just tell me a little bit about what you're working on? Yeah, uh, well, the, sh the short answer is we are going to join the rest of the world in the, um, the phenomenon known as the monologue slam. It's been going on in countries for quite some time, and uh, my, my company and I are planning on creating a, a Team Taiwan to compete in the world monologue games. But that's just a small portion of what we're doing. But that's the gist of it. I love me a good performance slam and yeah. some good poetry slams. Uh, monologue slam I haven't heard of before. So this, what is this World Monologue Games? The, the biggest thing, and we'll build back down to what we're sure, looking at. Sure, sure. The World Monologue Games was started by Pete Malecki, a Sydney-based, Sydney, Australia-based uh, playwright, and it, it's just it's right now it's right in the middle of its second year in operation. Uh, there's like four to five hundred entries from around the world, and and all ages too, just little kids to senior citizens and there's several different um styles you can do the sprint which is about a 45 second monologue you can register as an amateur or a professional however you identify yourself as an actor you can do the marathon which is about eight to ten minute monologues and people submit them it's free to submit up to a certain date and then you drop a little coin to if you want to get submissions in after that and then there's a panel of judges this year i am one of the judges um, as is our friend brooke hall oh yeah so you got two taiwan-based uh, thespians that are judging in the world monologue games, even though Brooke's not here anymore. So Brooke Hall, a previous guest of Taiwan Talk as well, and longtime acting coach, teacher, director in Taiwan. Mm -hmm. um, will he be working from Vienna, is it? Yes, he's okay. in Vienna now. Oh, the oh. dream job. We love you, Brooke. We miss <laughs> you, but man, we're jealous. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, okay, so moving back down to, to the Taiwan scale of mm -hmm. this thing you're working on, um, when does this get started? What, uh... Well, we're, we're going to launch, we're going to have the first monologue slam on September 10th. And it's not just for actors. Mm -hmm. Think about junior and senior high school students that have to do speech contests and stuff. We are offering coaching for live performance and a chance to get on stage in front of a small audience, uh, hopefully a larger audience on our, our live stream. But uh, yeah, you get up to get to perform and maybe a little coaching live on the spot. You also have the opportunity to join us on our online classes. Uh, we do... We, we supply acting coaching. Our whole company is ready to stand up and help coach you. Feedback is so valuable. Notes, man. Notes. Because yeah. <laughs> your friends will give you feedback like, you did great, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why, Which is like, sometimes true, but type him on a log slam. Okay. okay. And we're going to take 10 people per heat. We're going to do four heats of 10 people over eight weeks. It'll be every second Friday at the Red Room Rendezvous. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're still working out the finer details with Red Room. And the Red Room Association is also going to co-produce this with my theater company, the post-pandemic renaissance. And uh, so, yeah, if you want to participate, you need to record a short yourself reading something 
send it to we'll, we'll link a form click on this add your youtube link we're gonna take the best 40 that we get hopefully we get more than 40 but you you will get a chance it might not be in the first round we plan on doing this uh four per year now if you win this if you are crowned the champion, you will be given a bye to the regional finals in the World Monologue Games. And by a bye, that, you mean a, a, a ticket? No, a bye means you don't have to go through the preliminary rounds. Okay. You're automatically advanced to the regional finals. Ooh. So that's like from 400 down to like 50. Uh, depends on how many they get next year. It's becoming incredibly popular. And uh, like I, as a judge, I've, I've watched about 80 different monologues over the last two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> some of them are amazing. Some of them are so-so. But, right. you know, everybody's trying. And there's little kids doing fantastic work. And When I taught uh, the young ones in Taiwan, uh, I couldn't get them to say anything over like 10 seconds. Yeah, they're about 45 seconds to a minute. That's awesome. Yeah, and they're memorized, and they, some of them have blocking. And the, the thing about the World Monologue Games, we don't care about set, costume, sound. It's acting. It's mm -hmm. the emphasis is on the acting. You know, so some people they go, they put on costumes and they go do very elaborate things, and they don't need it because all we're watching is the honesty. We want to see the honesty in the acting. These events and English training through performance also come in the midst of an important decade for Taiwan, since it set an ambitious goal of becoming an English-speaking country by the year 2030. Some have called it Vision 2030. I asked Stuart about it. Please excuse my pronunciation problems. Maybe I need some English training too. Vision 2030 is the... Tell me, what's Vision 30? Vision 2030 is the brainchild of Premier Lai. Okay. okay, the ex-premier of Taiwan. Mm -hmm. uh, in 2018, he went on the record as saying that Taiwan will be English bilingual by 2030. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of professionals out there arguing over what that means. Does it mean all the paperwork and the websites are going to be English? All the street signs are going to be English? And I take it as the people will have English confidence. Mm. They will be able to speak English with anyone about anything at any time, anywhere. But what's what is what wall are we coming up against? Well, you're coming up against the wall that you're treating it like the, they're still treating it like it's a science and trying to memorize and test and, and focus on testing. That that's anathema to success. Okay, nobody is offering experiential learning. Studying and memorizing is a short-term solution for passing a test. If you don't continue to practice English. You're, you're just spinning your wheels and not going anywhere. Anybody that wants to become a confident and professional user of English needs to understand is that it's an art form and that the only way to improve is through practice, practice, mistake, learn from mistake, get better. Was it Einstein that said, try, fail, try again, fail better? Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the formula for success with any art form, including learning a language. In my mind, that's the only way you can improve your English. It is something that should be experienced, similar to acting, similar to playing a sport. You have to experience it, and you learn through practice, not through study. You improve through making mistakes and then learning and building on those mistakes. Okay, now let's get back to that script. This is a long way around to yeah, talk yeah. about why I use scripts instead of one of the popular things that the adult training centers will use. They'll have a Time Magazine class or something like that. Mm. Now, an article in Time Magazine is probably about 1,500 to 2,000 words, and it's going to have a lot of high-end vocabulary in it. It's not written for an ESL uh, student, but it's written to be read, whereas to be or not to be is written to be spoken. Mm. A script, a playwright or a screenwriter writes in a voice that is to be spoken. So 
we choose scripts over articles and then we rehearse them as if you're not an actor, you're an English student. But you have to think like an actor that you have an audition next Friday. Your audition is with your, your confidence coach. Hmm. And you have to present your script when you go to your coach's corner, I call it. I really try and break the dynamic of the student teacher <laughs> in every way, every possible way, because uh, it's part of the, the confidence training. Right. You know, the, the um, dynamic between a teacher and a student is one of fear. Right, the teacher's facing you, the coach is next to you. Exactly. Good. Yeah. yeah, it's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. And so they rehearse it. And it takes 10 minutes to rehearse it in the way we suggested. Read your script five times out loud. That's it. Don't memorize it. Mm-hmm. You, you have to understand it first. So we will help you understand your new script every week, first and foremost. So we set parameters. For example, a script should have between 5 and 10% new vocabulary. So if it's a 200-word script, which is what we shoot for, 200 to 250, it'll have 10 to 20 new words. We show you how you can figure out the meaning of those new words without asking us, but you can ask us what the meaning is. We get that out of the way. Now you have 100% understanding of the script. Now you can start rehearsing it. Now you're using all that vocabulary in context. Without memorizing it, you're going to remember that vocabulary because you're hearing yourself use English properly. Right. I definitely agree that uh, getting people on stage or even not on stage, on a virtual stage of the the conceptual stage of doing a monologue or or something like that is is so valuable because I still get I still get stage fright so bad. Uh, it's the pressure of not being able to deliver what people are there for. So if I'm on the stage, people are like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to see a monologue. It might not be good. I don't worry so much about doing it perfectly. But if I suddenly forget my lines or something. Blanking. Blanking. Yeah. Then the, trying to remember them, the fact that I blanked makes it harder to remember them and it spirals down so quickly. It can if you let it. And I have let it every yeah. time. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But, you know, every actor has blanked. Yeah. Every actor has blanked. And wait until dark, what I did with Brooke. I think it was opening night, I blanked. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, like deer in the headlights. But my training tells me, just breathe. Mm-hmm. Breathe it through. The, the The audience never knows that you've blanked. Mm-hmm. And you all, you have other actors on stage with you. And they they know you've blanked because you've been rehearsing with them for... God knows how long. Right. And they'll, they'll help you pick it up. Mm. Right. And, and then you're back into it. And then you, you learn to instantly forgive yourself. Because if you dwell on that faux pas, that mistake, that blank, then you, the whole scene is going to fall through mm. the trap doors. Uh, so that uh, instant forgiveness is what we were taught in drama school. Back in the day as a young actor, mm-hmm. um, I had a penchant for monologues. Um, I did a show called Drinking in America by the American actor and playwright Eric Bogosian. And so Drinking in America was about 55 pages. I think it was 13 different characters. Some of the monologues were 20 minutes. Some of the monologues were a minute and a half. And I had to, what the word you use was memorize all of that. But it wasn't memorized. It was in my muscle. It was muscle memorized. I would accomplish this like riding the MRT. I would sit there and just read out loud my monologues over and over again. Each line is a cue for the next line to go. Mm. And it just follows. And then you, and then it's the leap of faith. And you just have to trust that you've done the work. Mm-hmm. And it is a lot of work. It is a lot of work to do it this way. It's, it's The easy way is to just memorize it, I think. Mm. Right? But if it's in your muscle memory, then it's going to come out naturally. Uh, you just, you're not thinking, okay, as you're speaking one line, what's my next line? That's not going to manifest itself as good acting it's not because you have to you have to get something down to muscle memory so well that you stop concentrating on it so you can start concentrating on more important stuff on listening yeah exactly on the listening 
right? Because yeah. uh, you're acting as a tennis match, not so much in a monologue. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's handball. Ping pong. Yeah, and playing ping pong against <laughs> yeah. the, the thing, hold it up. But, but uh, acting with a scene partner, that's it's all about listening. It's not about speaking. It's about getting the serve and seeing where it's going. And then you deliver the return based on how that serve came to you. And that will vary from night to night and performance to performance. I think all of this stuff that you're planning is an awesome way to tackle getting people to improve their English in Taiwan. I'm hoping that this helps more Taiwanese people get better at telling their stories to the world, most likely in a language like English. What kinds of stories do we need to hear more of from Taiwan? I, I would normally struggle with the perfect answer for that, but I, uh -huh. I want to hear success stories. Look how Taiwan gets so excited when some, a Taiwanese person does well on the international stage. Well, this is what we hope to do, too, is to, it's, this is the Olympics of acting, the World mm -hmm. Monologue Games. And we're going to create a Team Taiwan through the post-pandemic renaissance and with Red, the Red Room Association, we are going to build a Team Taiwan and we're going to flood the World Monologue Games next spring with entries from Taiwan. And we're going to also put four people through to the re automatically through to the regional finals. Now, I hope it's going to be Taiwanese, but this is also open to expats. There's a lot of very talented people in the expat community. I mean, the post-pandemic renaissance players are a tribute to that. Mm. We have we have about 12 or 15 really amazing actors that are meeting with us every week. So the, the World Monologue Games are in English, but you don't have to speak English. We'll give you a script. If you don't want to choose one yourself, we'll give you one that you could learn to do Shakespeare even if you don't speak English because the words are right there. We'll teach you how to pronounce them, what it all means, and then it's up to you to rehearse it. You can enter as often as you want, but never with the same monologue. Uh, we offer training in the actor's workout. Mm -hmm. And then if, if the actor's workout is something that's really inspiring you, you can go into deeper training with Infinity Key. That's the effective, efficient, and, and economical way to master your English in comparatively no time at all. Uh, and the last question, is yeah. there anything you'd like to say to the people of Taiwan? Yongchi la. Yongchi. Courage. Be brave. Be brave, yeah. Um, don't worry about mistakes. This is... Practice is predicated upon making mistakes. I mean, it takes, for me, the bravery it's taking to start an English language theater company in a non-English country and putting the, the amount of time that I'm putting into it. But I have this great partner in Jamie Huss, who is an amazing playwright, and I, I'm inspired to get his words onto a stage. There are a few really great shows coming up in the next few months. Stewart gives some more info here. Okay, so the post-pandemic Renaissance players are going to be performing at the 2-3 Comedy Club mm -hmm. every second Friday, and we're going to be doing staged readings. Okay, so the actors will have rehearsed it, but they're not off book. There's no blocking, no set, no lighting, no costumes, a staged reading. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're going, one, once a month we're going to do a, a James Lewis Huss play. That's our re playwright in residence. And we're going to do some recognizable titles. We're opening with Miss Julie on September 17th, the August Strindberg classic realism play, Miss Julie. And it'll be starring Michelle Gao, Charlie Storer, and Nina Krupskaya. And, uh, and then we're going to do The Scottish Lady two weeks later, starring two newcomers to the scene, Cleo Whittingham and Caden Dirksen. So that's every second Friday. On the alternate Fridays, mm -hmm. across town, downtown, mm -hmm. uh, at the uh, Red Room Rendezvous on Jilung Lu, just before it goes up onto the elevated there, mm -hmm. we're going to be doing the monologue slams. That starts September 10th. 
24th and it'll run for four sessions over eight weeks and then we're going to go to the finals and then we're going to start over again have another four heats and another finals and hopefully by next spring we will have crowned four champions to advance to the regionals of the world monologue games Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. That's awesome. Well, uh, Stuart, thank you for joining me today. Trevor, it's been a pleasure, man. It's great to see you again. And uh, I know I've talked your ear off. Good luck with editing all this. (laughs) It'll be okay. Hey, editing ain't so bad. If you're looking for some extra help and working on your English confidence or performing ability, Stuart is an excellent coach and has put a lot of work into the actor's workout training and the Infinity Key program. I put some links to these in the podcast description. Go check them out. Like Stuart said, be brave. And if you do get on stage, you'll likely see me there. And finally, as I close out this episode, I'd like to remind everyone to join my co-host Ryan Drillsma in next week's episode. Stay safe out there, everybody. And until next time, I'm Trevor Tornamasi on ICRT FM 100. Music